Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Art of Leveling Up, the podcast where we discuss how to excel in every aspect of our lives from a science-based perspective. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Art of Leveling Up. Today, we're going to be talking about dopamine. We're going to be talking about what it is, its positive and negative effects, and how you can break free from a nation filled with it to help you get back on track and reach your full potential. So let's dive right into it. I'm sure you've all heard of dopamine before. It's a common science term that floats around in modern culture. Scientifically speaking, dopamine is a neurotransmitter. Neurotransmitters are chemicals that allow for communication between cells of the brain called neurons. The main function of dopamine is mainly to regulate the reward center in the brain and is a key factor that affects motivation. For example, when we anticipate or are doing something that gives us a sense of pleasure, dopamine is released. It is important to keep in mind that dopamine is only released when anticipating engagement in a specific dopamine-releasing behavior or while actually doing the behavior. Once the action is done, dopamine secretion stops and the body will go into a low state. Some other functions of dopamine include regulating bodily functions such as movement, memory, cognition, attention, sleep and arousal, mood, and pain processing. As I mentioned previously, dopamine is released from engaging in some type of behavior. You're probably wondering what kinds of behaviors release dopamine. Well, it has changed over the course of time. As we know, dopamine plays a key role in feeling motivated and rewarded. During prehistoric times, secretion of this neurotransmitter was vital for survival because without it, we humans wouldn't engage in behaviors that were key to survival such as hunting, gathering, reproduction, and eating high-calorie food. While thinking about engaging in these behaviors and while actually doing them, our brains release dopamine, which one, motivated us to engage in such behaviors, and two, rewarded us for engaging in such behaviors by feeling pleasure. In this day and age, things have changed quite a bit. It's still true that the behaviors mentioned previously, such as hunting, gathering, reproducing, and eating, still do release dopamine. However, in this modern era, there are so many other easy ways our brains are getting hits of dopamine. Cheap dopamine is everywhere. Every notification on your phone, like on your Instagram story, matches on your dating profile, to the greasy slice of pizza you ate for dinner, to the Netflix shows you binge on a Friday night. All these release dopamine, and it is so easy to get these dopamine hits because you can find them everywhere. So do you see anything different from how we are sourcing dopamine from prehistoric times to the modern era? During prehistoric times, dopamine was crucial for survival. In modern age, dopamine is sought out by our society to feel good all the time and has also become a medium to escape ourselves. Dopamine has basically become the modern day drug. Now don't get me wrong, we still need dopamine. There's a reason why we have it in the first place. Naturally having high and low levels of dopamine in the brain have been linked to neurological diseases such as Parkinson's disease and mental disorders such as depression and schizophrenia. It is important to have a balance. When we bombard ourselves with external sources of dopamine, we cause an imbalance in our dopamine levels. Dopamine really is just a balancing act. I mentioned earlier that in the beginning of an action or while pursuing an action, dopamine will cause us to feel good. But once you have eaten that cookie or you've binge watched that show, you will experience a low state. For every high, there is a low and dopamine is no exception. Why is this feature of dopamine relevant to you? 
Well, let's think about this, shall we? If you are constantly triggering yourself with high dopamine behavior for an extended amount of time, yes, it is true that you will be in a state of pleasure for some time, but we know that with dopamine, whatever comes up must come down. And that come down is what is causing a lot of problems in society today. Anxiety, depression, and suicide is on a rise in Western society, and it's possible that the modern-day so-called necessities we enjoy on a regular basis is what is causing these high rates. Other than the lows we experience from overuse of dopamine, we also use this dopamine as a distraction from ourselves and from the world. Have you ever had a bad day and made the decision to scroll on your phone in your bed for hours on end? Why do we do this? I want to say it's to distract us from the day we had so we don't need to deal or think about it. Sometimes distraction is a great thing, but if it's constant and always present, distraction does not allow us to live in the present moment. These seemingly innocent, addictive behaviors look as if they're an oasis, an escape from our reality, which they do a great job of, but you do pay for them. You pay for them with your time, your well-being, and your potential. Numerous studies have been conducted on dopamine and addiction where the effects of dopamine on the brain have been analyzed. The studies are quite interesting, and many researchers have actually found evidence of high dopamine-releasing activities changing our brain. Yes, high dopamine-releasing activities such as drug addiction will physically change the brain. Now, you don't need to be doing drugs to experience this change in your brain. It all depends on the behavior, how long and how frequently you engage in it, and how much dopamine that behavior releases. So let's start with how dopamine receptors change. Dopamine receptors are structures in the nervous system that basically catch the dopamine chemical. When we always have dopamine coursing through our central nervous system, the dopamine receptors become overused and over time, they change size and shape. They also become desensitized and have lower activity in the brain. The receptors are quite literally frying. This explains why we gain tolerance to dopamine as we continue to engage in a high dopamine releasing activity. Alongside the changes seen in dopamine receptors, we also see overactivity of the limbic system. Remember that reward center I referred to before? The limbic system is a scientific term for that reward system in the brain. It's basically a group of structures in the brain that are responsible for processing motivation, reward, and emotional response. Since we have hyperactivity of this limbic system, we have hypoactivity or low activity in other regions of the brain. Dopamine takes up processing in this limbic system, so our brains have less activity in other areas. According to studies exploring drug use on the brain, this can result in reduction of gray matter material in regions that are outside of the limbic system. So as you can see, there are many different ways the brain is changing as we overuse dopamine. So now the question is, how can we bring our dopamine levels back to normal? During this section of the episode, I will provide you all with some proven strategies that can help with bringing dopamine back to normal. This will ultimately help you regulate your dopamine levels to live a balanced life where you are capable of reaching your full potential. I will be talking about the importance of awareness when it comes to overuse of dopamine, abstinence from dopamine, or otherwise known as a dopamine detox or dopamine fasting. And finally, I'll be talking about how mindfulness can be used when removing high dopamine releasing actions out of our lives. So let's dive right into it. Let's begin with awareness. Throughout this episode, the issues related to dopamine were brought to your attention. 
Bringing attention to these issues and understanding them is a key first step to cutting out high-releasing dopamine actions from our lives. Without being aware of the problems that are caused from engaging in these actions for a long period of time, we won't understand that these actions are harmful. By understanding that they are negatively impacting our lives, we will be able to take the first steps to cut them out. If you have read Atomic Habits by James Clear, this strategy might sound familiar. According to his book, he emphasizes that to remove a bad habit, we need to make it unattractive. By becoming aware of the unattractive parts of your addictive habit, you will be one step closer to actually taking the steps to remove it from your life. How about we try this together? Think of an addictive habit you would like to stop. Become aware of the habit and identify yourself with it. Once you have stopped denying that you do indeed have a problem with that habit, start making this habit unattractive. Grab a piece of paper or even write in your notes app 10 reasons why this habit is not serving you. Now moving to abstinence from dopamine. For us to break the cycle of overindulging in high dopamine actions, it is best to go cold turkey. Dr. Cameron Seppa was the first one to introduce the idea of dopamine detox. Her main objective was to help people manage their addictive behaviors. This method can be applied in our case as well. A dopamine detox can be performed for a long or short period of time. It really is up to you and how deep you want to get into it. It can range from a few hours or a couple of months. Another thing you will need to figure out is what actions you will be abstaining from. Some people perform one dopamine detox for all the high dopamine releasing behaviors they would like to remove. Others perform multiple mini dopamine detoxes on one or two behaviors they would like to remove. All in all, no matter what way you choose, the dopamine detox needs to bring your dopamine levels back to normal. So the first thing is to determine how long. I think on average, a month is a good time to abstain from dopamine. However, it will range from each individual. Next, you must choose which behaviors you would like to abstain from. It will be different from person to person as not everyone engages in the same habits. But here are some ideas for behaviors you can put on your list. Mindlessly scrolling on Instagram or TikTok. Binge watching YouTube or Netflix. Watching inappropriate videos. Binge eating junk food. Excessive online shopping excessively scrolling on dating apps. These are just some of the many cheap forms of dopamine our society is exposed to, which you could potentially add to your dopamine detox list. However, it is really flexible and you can add or omit whatever you choose. Once you have your list, you will be cutting the behavior or behaviors out completely for your set time. It is important to note that engaging in some of these behaviors is not a bad thing. The bad thing is the overconsumption of them. Thus, to restore balance, we must remove them completely for a set period of time and then reintroduce them moderately back into our lives. Dopamine is not an enemy, but if it's always present, it can be problematic. In the beginning, the detox will be quite uncomfortable. You will probably relapse back into your habits, but just say to yourself that you won't quit and jump right back the next day. Do not beat yourself up for messing up. As you continue through the detox, you may experience mild withdrawal symptoms. As time progresses, you will also start feeling boredom. This is because you are not filling your time with high dopamine activities to distract you. This boredom is the biggest blessing a dopamine detox brings. This will be the time where you can focus on your goals and passions and become a better you. As time progresses, your reward center will recalibrate and you will start experience joy in the simple things. Finally, we move to mindfulness. Mindfulness is used during the dopamine detox to help you through the negative emotions you may experience during it. 
it is important to be mindful that during this journey, you may experience anxiety, depression, lack of motivation, headaches, irritability, tiredness, restlessness, poor sleep, boredom, and other symptoms in the early stages of the detox, but don't let this demotivate you. Be mindful that in the beginning of the detox, it may be rough, but as time progresses, these feelings will change to better sleep, more energy, better performance, increased productivity, and finally feeling happier, calmer, and more in control. All right, now that is a wrap on today's episode. During today's episode, I introduced dopamine, what it is, why we need it, and how it works in the brain. I talked about the problems of dopamine in this modern world today, And finally, I proposed proven strategies to help us regulate our dopamine levels back to normal so we can live happier and fulfilling lives. If you'd like to learn more about the topics discussed in this episode today, please check out the book Dopamine Nation by Dr. Anna Lemke. It was a key resource in today's episode. Some other books that may be of interest include Rewire, Change Your Brain to Break Bad Habits, Overcome Addictions, Conquer Self-Destructive Behavior by Dr. Richard O'Connor, and a classic, Atomic Habits by James Clear. Thank you all again for tuning in to another episode of The Art of Leveling Up. Be sure to leave a review and give us a follow on Instagram if you'd like to see more content like this. See you all in the next one.